summertime episode and I know the summertime season is already special with you know it being a special summertime season you know uh, but this episode is going to be same but different and what do I mean by that well I mean this is not just any summertime episode uh, but this is the savage hour. To the savage. No judgment. All love and power. The gypsy woman told my mother before I was born. You got a boy child coming. He gonna be a son of a gun. He gonna make pretty women jump and shout. Then the world wanna know. the John the Conqueror. I'm gonna mess with you. I'm gonna make you, girl, lead me by my hand. Then the world will know. Those who truly know me <laughs> knows that I once had a somewhat of like an organic after hours spat in my place back in DC, which I called the Boom Boom Room. Now, Boom Boom Room is where everybody from all walks of life, I didn't care if you were a lawyer, a hippie, spirit, a Republican, a criminal, I didn't care who you were, you came to the Boom Boom Room, you came to breathe, you came to let go of whatever day or week or month swung your way, negativity was not allowed, positivity Rived, creative minds gained 
just leverage on the others in the world because they could talk to someone from that former life. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. May it rest in peace. Because my sister killed me after I moved out the house. Um, uh, so what that means is when we are here on the Savage Hour, there will be no talks of religion. There will be no talks of politics. Let the regular ass humans do that regular ass shit. Pop uh, pop culture references or whatever the case may be. Yes, they still will thrive here and during the Savage Hour. Yes, this is another episode of the Summertime X-Rated Experience Podcast. But like I said, we're going to do this one for us. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the millennium, we will die alone. She said at the end of life, but whatever. And what so what that means is if we all know that death is the final destination for us, why not live the journey on your own terms? And when the world does not want to let you do that, fuck them. When the world gives you lemons, I wish you would make fucking lemonade. You gonna make fucking lemonade after they? No. We're gonna take those lemons. We're gonna squirt it back into the world's eyes. So, during this episode, we are going to go over some key things because, hey, hey, at the end of the day, because I. <laughs> I was talking to my girl about this. I said, hey, man, you have been affecting me. What do I mean by that? You have been, like, when I do art, I love art. So when I am in my zone, creating a masterpiece or creating the promos or any artwork you see is done by me. Yes, from scratch. Yes, it's done by me. Right? And that art, came from pain that art was fueled by hate that art was enthralled in darkness and that's was my that was my thing finding the beauty in darkness i loved it it fulfilled my pleasure it satisfied my bloodlust I loved it. Then this goddess came into my life. Oh, that shit! Like I, I was for a minute there. It wasn't that I had creative block. I'm gonna say that it wasn't that I had creative block. It was that 
I had so many ideas that they were all getting crammed inside of the door trying to leave out. So I was like, what the, f I, I, I couldn't understand. It was like I was, I had a sensory pleasure overload. I was feeling too much at one time. And yeah, but now this is it's flowing a little better now. It took some time, but come on, man. You, you can't just put filet mignon on my plate and tell me, Hey, it's on a house after I've been eating hamburger helper out of the dumpster for two years. <laughs> you know, like, so, and I, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. Um, it really is. And today, like, I want to, yes, I know we built our, pretty much podcast on confessions and savagery and all that other uh, good guff that I love with my organized chaos. But today I want, like I said, like the, if you heard the uh, Summer Love episode, I want to do things a little different. And this is why we're here at the Savage Hour. I, I use the summertime experience season to get creative a little bit, you know, try, like, you know, get off the formula of what makes the X-Rated Experience podcast X-Rated Experience. I mean, we dive into the unknown and the taboo and the forbidden all the time. You know? We do it all fall and, like, all winter season. All fall and winter season. So, today, and I know I've been preaching about communication being a key factor in a relationship since the dawn of man, pretty much. And guess what? I am not sick of it because it's true. Communication is a big key of any relationship. But sometimes, even when you're direct, communication still misses the mark. And you thinking that, hey, I'm open and honest with this person, my partner, whoever that person is, and the weight is off my shoulders, the pressure is off my chest, and now you guys can amicably part ways. <laughs> well, if you believe that, sir, or madam, then... <laughs> He's a fucking dickhead. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So, it's like communication, yes, is a pillar of any relationship. It honestly is the head of the body of a relationship. Why do I say that? Because, hey, if you're not communicating, then any other problems you have with each other will not be brought to the table. Or when it is uh, brought to the table, it's brought to the table as a fucking bomb, as a big-ass explosion, a big-ass argument, a fight, whatever the case may be, because why? There was no communication. Now, like, 
And I have been in the position where I communicated the fuck out of what I wanted. I communicated the fuck out of, uh, hey, I want out of this. Please die. I'm not, I'm take that back. <laughs> I'm telling anybody to die here, but like, and it did not work. It did not work. Either I was gaslit. Yeah, I was gaslit. Um, and I hate being gaslit. Like, two women in my life has really, really made me being gaslit a dangerous trigger for anyone to pull against me. Because if I notice I am gaslit, you just made uh, probably a, the smallest argue, like the smallest little disagreement. You have just woken up a monster. I will not be gaslit, and I will not do any gas lighting. That is not my style. That never was, and never will be. Idiot, and you know who I'm talking to. Not the last idiot. The one before the last idiot. Uh, so I say all that to say this I have some stories here uh, sent in by listeners and uh, and I'm not going to have the AI read it those who know we're going retro during the Savage Hour right now we are going super retro what do I mean by that well like I said my A1s from day one knows when we started the X-rated experience podcast and a story or a confession was told. I was the one telling it. There was no AIs. There was no Sam either. Damn. <laughs> but there was me and my beautiful, beautiful voice, and I read it out loud. And the reason I am going to read it out loud this time because like I said this is the savage hour we're getting personal here alright and yeah I'm loving it also uh, I don't know why I didn't say this because Sam has been gone for a little minute but back in GG Studios with me right now is my favorite engineer Sam He knows I mean my only engineer because I'm, I wouldn't dare have anybody else in my place of sanctum. And I don't think he would allow anyone else in my place of sanctum. You know, he's a lunatic. So, my savage ladies and gentlemen, not only will I be giving you some tips on how to stay in an open and communicative relationship, but I will also give you tips to leave a toxic one. Now, more than ever do I understand when people say it's better said than it is to actually do. Because never in a million years and I think that uh, fucking, yeah, like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's, not, let's not give that thumb this bitch no more powers. All right? So, Ah, sorry about that. I do apologize for my negativity. 
that was wrong. I should have thought better of that. And I still stand, I, I, I still mean what I said. I am just sorry the way I said it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, we all know about my problems. I'm very open about my problems. So, I have no problems telling you guys my problems. And I feel like I've done that over multiple times. So, I want to just get into the stories that were sent to me. Uh, by some listeners on, like I said, how communication goes right and how they also can go wrong. So, the first, if Sam, if you touch that harmonica, we don't need the harmonica today, Sam. Okay? No harmonica today. <laughs> you know what we need, Samuel? Nope. <laughs> no, you don't. We need a bass drop. And today's story uh, comes from a listener here. Oh, that's here we go. All right. Hey, Sam Scott. Uh, I want to share some story. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> I want to share my story uh, with you guys. I feel like, you know, you talk about communication all the time. So here is a nice little tale for communication. All right. Here we go. They said that... Oh, I'm sorry, I need my glasses. And I don't have them, and I'm, I'm trying to seem cool right now because I am cool, but uh, sometimes cool people need glasses. <laughs> so this listener uh, wrote in, and he's you know talked about how uh, that you know him and his partner cheated. Uh, they didn't, you know, and they did. They didn't like it, pretty much. And how did they know this? Because they sat down and they had an honest conversation. Now, you know, with cheating, it's a horrible thing to do, I guess, when uh, your partner does find out you hurt them and they're heartbroken and everything. Um, but you have to get it out of the way. You have to say something, okay? Because if you don't say anything, who knows? Who knows the consequences? I am real big on the uh, like the energy factor of it all, and I don't want bad energy. This is why I haven't pulled the trigger on a lot of fucked up shit that I could do and can be done. Like, like I won't do it. Like I am sitting on a lot of shit. Like I used to be one for revenge. And, like I said, since I grew up and matured mentally, like, I know for a fact, if I let these hounds of uh, revenge loose on the people that deserve it, that ain't doing nothing but setting me up for a future fall myself. Because what goes around comes around, and what comes around goes back around. 
for every for every action there's a reaction and for every reaction another action follows so do not ever think just because you feel justified in paying someone back their receipt or giving someone their receipt of the wrong that they did to you doesn't mean that you're exempt for getting it right back when it's your turn this is why i say do not answer the door when uh fate knocks at it and says hey we have a chance to get revenge don't jump do not jump because why now you're in <laughs> you're in fate's pocket you are an agent of chaos and you will stay that way for a long time okay and so them sitting down actually brought them closer together as a couple and they were grateful for the opportunity to talk openly with their partner See, you, you never know what you're going to get when you tell the truth, okay? Like I said, even if they can't, they like, they just all out hate you, they will still respect you because you told them the fucking truth, and they will probably never get that again. <laughs> but, uh, it's, 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 it's just madness, you know? <clears throat> so, and, we're going to go ahead here. Let's see. Let's get another story here before we break. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Now, here we go. Dear X-Rated Experience Podcast. Hey, you could have said Savage God. Look who's the host now. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Long time listener. First time writer. So, a few months back, I was honest and open with my partner that I was becoming emotionally attached to someone at work. That's not bad. It's, that's never good. Um, with me being emotionally attached to this person at work, I found everything my partner did annoying from the way she chewed her food to the way she didn't organize the fridge. I openly communicated with her that, hey, my feelings are going towards someone else. And 20 minutes later, me and all my stuff was out of the door by force. Well, yeah. <laughs> what, what, did, what did you expect, guy? Like, shoot, like your partner was just like, okay. Like, no, don't. Don't be like this. <laughs> Don't be like this guy I know. It's horrible. Like I, I can't. I'm not going to tell the story now because literally the story is in an upcoming uh, upcoming episode, and you gotta hear it to fucking believe it. All right. And on that note, my savage ladies and gentlemen, go drink, pee. Whatever. Oh wait, this is a podcast. You can actually take whatever with you, but. Go do what you do and come back to us because we are going on break. And hey, it's okay to play with the sponsors. Do like you know, go buy their products and stuff. Also, check out the poll we have up and also the question. All of that and more on the X-rated experience summertime on the summertime X-rated experience podcast. Savage hour. Look at that. That's a long ass name. Jesus. 
We will be right back with more savagery. Oh, fucking show. Okay. All right, Sam. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Hey, have you seen my Reese's Fast Break, bro? My Reese's Cup Fast Break, Bob. We are off the air. You can talk now. It's, it's okay for you to talk. No one's gonna like, nope. familiarize you. Sam, Sam, this this motherfucker ate my. <sighs> okay. You know what? It's okay. I have a stash, and I'm gonna get my stash. Get it, Sam. Need a fast break? Reese's Cup Fast Break Bar. Available whenever you need that fast break. Enjoy the rest of the experience. And we are back <laughs> on the Savage Albums, you know, with your Savage God here. We had a, a interruption, as you say. Uh, <laughs> a pleasant surprise, if you want to call it that. We was just talking about, see, see, uh, my girl is like Candyman. You say her name a bunch of times, she'll pop up, and here she is. She just, she came in here just loud and just cursed. I'm just joking. Oh. <laughs> no, no, she didn't. Not at all. She came in here going for my mic and Ikes, though. Look at that. See, when, you, see, when you're in a relationship, not only is communication the key, but also... Sharing is caring. No, ain't shit yours no more. <laughs> ain't shit yours no more. But... And I said when we came back, we were going to give you some tips on how to communicate and some tips on how to leave a toxic relationship. So, let's go in my handy-dandy savage book here. And so, here we go. All right. So, now, I think it's important uh, for my number one tip for communication between you and your uh, partner, uh, always, always, always <laughs> be honest with yourself and your partner, okay? If you're not being honest, you're not really giving your relationship the best chance to succeed, you know? Uh, but like I said, also, watch out for them gas lighting as partners. There's nothing wrong with you being honest. Nothing at all. But if you have one of those partners that you're honest with them, you're open, you tell them, you're telling them the truth, and they decide to stick it out, work it out, whatever with you, and but they keep bringing up the fact that you were open and honest about any type of wrongdoing or how you felt or whatever the case may have been, just just leave. Just if they if you have an aggressive partner, wait till they go to sleep and leave. Okay? I don't want to see nothing bad happen to you. If you are I don't care if you're a male or a female, I've seen both sides of the domestic violence coin. So if you feel like you have to 
uh, wait till they go to sleep and write a note. A Dear John, as they used to call it back in the day. So, hey, wait, was, so the, what, was the female, but like if I wrote, is it a Dear Jane? Like, I'm like, all right, I'm a dumper, but I'm a dumper through this letter, right? Because <laughs> I know Dear John's. I used to read that in the back of the Inquirer because they used to put up people's Dear John letters. So, so sad, man. So, just get out. Get out, as the movie says. Have you ever, like, had to write someone a Dear John letter? Um, no, I've never really written a breakup letter before uh, um i wrote emails so i mean yes it's, it's, it's the new millennium oh that's the that's the same thing it's the same thing yeah. oh well yeah yeah because i was on deployment oh okay yeah that makes deployed. sense so you were deployed and while you were on the boat with t-pain in them you decided to say hey john i'm done yeah because he was um, he was a cheater, um, and I don't like cheaters. I like people that are open and honest, you know, um, and he was like, he was one of those, uh, people that give you like false promises and stuff like that, oh, and yeah. I'm the type of person that can see through it, yeah. and plus I had a boat boo, so I really didn't, oh. I mean. <laughs> so hold on, wait, he was a cheater, and that was one of the reasons you were splitting away from him, but you had a boat boo. Yes, I had a boat boo. So you were a cheater, too. No, he knew about it. But then you know about the other women as well? I found out about it, yeah, but he didn't tell me. There's a difference. No, no. Yes, there is. I mean, there's, yeah, that's, that's a difference, but you ever think that he felt like, Fuck, I'm gonna respect her enough to tell her for she already got a boat boo. No, because we weren't like really together like that. Like he, like we had lived together before mm -hmm. I had um trend because what had happened was I had met him when I was with my daughter. Uh, it sounds crazy, <laughs> but I I met him when I was with well when I was living with my daughter's dad. Me and my daughter's dad were not together, but we were living together. Roommates. Yeah, and then I finally kicked him out. He moved with his stepdad, and um, me and him, me and call him Gemini. Bobo. Um, I mean. Gemini. Oh wait, no, Gemini the singer? No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Gemini was the guy that I wrote the Dear John letter to. Uh, right? I mean, look, look at his fucking name, Gemini. No, his name is not Gemini. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, that was his sign. Okay? Oh, okay, and, um, okay. And so we used to work out together all the time and all mm, that type of stuff. So we nice. we actually met at the gym. Oh. And he oh. told me to take his number and I didn't. Uh, because he was just, he was doing too much. Like, don't tell me to take your number. I'm going to think about it and then I might take it. Oh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> okay. But, but no, so um, I my lease was up at my apartment mm -hmm. and I still had a couple more, um, I think I probably had like a month and some change left before... Mm -hmm. I deployed, so there was no point in me getting another apartment because I was about to leave. Okay. So I moved in with him. I moved all my stuff in with him and everything like that, and mm -hmm. we were cool, okay. you know. Um, but he was just doing dumb shit, leaving like, panties and shit around. 
No, not leaving. <laughs> not, not leaving panties around. This was around the time that Instagram was like just starting to get like just popular. Popping. Yeah. Yeah. So he was Instagram famous type deal, but he would be on his phone all the time. So uh, he wasn't giving me the time and attention that I needed. Mm. Um, and then like towards the end, when I was about to leave, leave, I left my clothes and my car and everything with him because mm. we were cool, you know, still. Right. Um. And that's another thing, like always have a solid foundation with whoever you're dealing with. Mm. Um, make sure that you actually like like the person <laughs> before you decide to be in a relationship. There's a lot of people that are in relationships with one another and y'all don't fucking like each other. Y'all would not <laughs> hang out with each other. Like, and that's really messed up. Yeah. Like one of the things that I can honestly say is that I did have friendships with the guys that I dealt with. Yeah. And so, um, when I, I left, I went on deployment and stuff like that. Um, we was keeping up with each other. You know, he was talking about, oh, when I come back, we're going to move in together. We're going to get married, all this shit or whatever. But he was messing with chicks from ODU, you know. What is ODU? Old Dominion University. Old, Old Dominion University, yeah. Oh, okay. in, in Virginia. In I, know, I, I know where it's at now. I, yeah. I never heard it referred to as that. Because, ODU. Yeah, I never went to college. So. I mean, I yeah. went to college parties, so. <laughs> yeah, but it was just like I, because of our track record, I knew that our relationship was not going to like go any further. Just like mm -hmm. you said, you know, you know when a relationship, yeah. you know, um, and so I was doing my thing. Of course, you know, I allowed him to say whatever he needed to say, get his feelings out. He apologized for some stuff or whatever, uh -huh. but he's also a Gemini, so he's naturally bipolar. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's weird. So one minute he likes me, next minute, you know. He ain't standing. Yeah. Damn. And if and I don't I don't like that type of polarity. Yeah. Like yeah, it's like you yeah. if you're gonna love me, you're gonna love me forever. Yes, like, yes. like just just love me all the time. Yes, unless even, you really, even when you're mad at me. Yeah, unless you're really bipolar, then you have to, you know, understand. Okay, yeah, I that. that's a chemical <laughs> imbalance. But if you love me, you're not gonna if I'm sitting in your face and we're kissing and then like Five seconds later, you're looking at me like you're gonna fucking strangle okay, me. Okay, yeah, that's weird. I don't know. That's yeah, not that's, okay. That's psychotic. That's not okay. That's not. And he was from Memphis, so he was oh, really yeah, he, crazy. Oh yeah, he, he bought that life. Catch he about, yeah, he bought yeah, that life. Memphis. But yeah, like and um, what ended up happening too, like, is I had um bought a flight to mm. Memphis because oh. I was supposed to meet his family and stuff oh. like that. But what ended up happening is um. My Bobo was from Atlanta, so he lived you in said Atlanta. Bud boo. Bobo. Okay. Yeah, my Bobo <laughs> was um was from Atlanta, mm -hmm. and so when we had came back into port, um, because we came into port from deployment for probably like two three months. Oh wow! So it, was, it wasn't even long enough for us, us to get apartments or whatever. So we rented yeah. out like a beach house on the beach. Yeah, that makes more sense. It was nice. Hold on, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought y'all was in Atlanta. Oh no, he was from Atlanta, but y'all went to from Atlanta. Beach. Yeah, okay. he was from Atlanta, so. When we came into port and stuff like that, okay. I was planning on spending New Year's with Gemini. Oh, but okay. we I sent him Dear John letter, broke things off, mm -hmm. um, and then I ended up my connecting flight mm -hmm. was going to Atlanta mm -hmm. and then going to uh Memphis. And oh. I just never went never to Memphis. Yeah, I just got off in Atlanta. And just stayed. And so with, it and worked out. Both. Yeah, I just I just stayed but but we fell out too. Yeah, I know. I think you told me that story. Yeah. yeah. That oh, because of his friend. Remy Black. Remy Black. I I was a yeah. Remy White guy. Remy Black. That like, Remy. 
Like, but when the Remy's in the system, ain't no telling. <laughs> I'm fucking like, but no, like I, I just don't like it when I see people using somebody that I care about. Yeah, I really yeah. don't like that. And yeah. when I see the true colors of somebody, and I see that somebody is like blinded by who that person really is, yeah. it really irks me because I'm extremely free. You know, I'm protected. Yes, baby. I know. And so, like, yeah, we fell out because of that. Aww. I was gonna get less in Atlanta and everything. Boy, my mouth reckless when I'm. <laughs> well, you drunk, huh? I mean, naturally. Uh, she said she's probably like you, you, that, you two minute ass nigga. No. <laughs> no, I was just like, fuck that nigga. Like, you better than him. Like, he using you for all these discounts, and we just came off deployment and stuff. You know, we got bread. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And yeah, I don't dudes, spend shit. Like, and we was. We was we was planning on spending New Year's. Like, we was going to go to, I don't oh, know, we was going to go to, like, um, King of Diamonds or something like what, that. What the fuck? You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, like, we was gonna go there. yeah, we was going to go there, but his friend was like, oh, no, let's go to this club and get a bottle, get a, get a section, because he wanted to be the big man on campus. He was like, oh, there's going to be a lot of heavy hitters there. Exactly. So let's go there. Yeah. yeah. Long story short, we ended up going. Didn't even go with a pinup. Oh wow! Yeah, they told me I had to leave because I was going crazy, pissed off, and drunk. Yeah. Yeah, they kick your ass out when you're drunk. I mean, they <laughs> didn't even let me in. Damn! Damn! <laughs> damn! <laughs> Yo, y'all gotta take her home. She gotta go. Hey! They... Cause what you don't do is disrespect me. Yeah. Don't disrespect yeah. me. I'm coming for you. Like I'm coming for you. You yeah. disrespect me? Yeah. Nah, yeah. I'm coming they, for the ass. They was like, I don't know why you all mad. You can't even get it yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. So well, did you have to send the James Dear Jane letter? I did. No, I, I used to do clean breaks. Like, just say I don't. I don't want you to. No, I just stopped calling. Uh, what? That's not a clean break. Back in the day, before ghosting was a thing, it was. <laughs> okay, one of the things that I learned today, babe. Uh huh is you know how like we're intentional about our relationship right yeah, yeah. and we are mindful of our communication we're yeah. mindful of our triggers we're yes. mindful of our healing yes. all of that type of stuff yes. um yes. in order to cultivate our relationship yes. right yes um last year gonna be rocks out <laughs> and in today's culture there are people that will do that and they create trauma by just ghosting somebody. Yeah, I love and, that. Yeah, and so when somebody is just abruptly cut off as they're like building a relationship with somebody, mm-hmm. like they're talking constantly, yeah. you know, they FaceTime and all of that type mm-hmm. of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and then they just get cut off, that it, it creates trauma. And mm-hmm. we 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 don't acknowledge it as trauma. We'd be like, oh, I'm just gonna move on to the next person. Yeah. But that yeah. trauma is still is within us and yeah. it fucks things up. It fucks yeah. us up. Yeah. You see that person online. Yeah. You see them online or you yeah. see them out or yeah. something Party, like that. Yeah. You're like, oh, they blocked me. Why did they block me? And so one of the things that I've learned is as intentional as we are when we're coming into the relationship, mm-hmm. if we want to be able there's some grown folks shit yeah, right here yeah. too. If <laughs> if we want to be intentional and also um heal with intention, mm-hmm. we honestly have to be willing to mm-hmm. look that person in the eye and be self aware enough yeah, to be totally. like, Look, I don't want to move forward with this relationship. Mm-hmm. 
you know, um, I'm dealing with blah, blah, blah. It right. doesn't need to be, or well, you, you, no. Right. Like, I right. have acknowledged some things, X, Y, and Z, right. you know, and just move on from there. And yeah. that allows that person to have some type of closure, and it also allows you to recognize what within you you need to heal yeah. so that you can attract the right person in your life. Right, right. You know what's crazy, though? That's that, and that's the whole theme of this uh Summertime X-Rated Experience Savage Hour episode. Oh, <laughs> right? That it's, it's, yeah, but that can also go wrong. And why I say that? Because of my recent experience where I was very direct, very open, and very honest, and had a grown-ass woman throw a fucking tantrum like a toddler. And when I say throw a tantrum like a toddler, you know, people just referencing, no, I am saying roll around on the ground and everything. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. So, yes, that 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 happens. But what happens when keeping it real goes wrong? <laughs> it's a lesson, though. It yeah. really is a lesson because, in some way, shapes, or form, that person is still a mirror of you. Ew. It's no. Still, no matter how much we want to deny so it, I we have to tangents. recognize. The aspect is it's not it, it doesn't have to be that petty. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> that bad. Um but it it's just a matter of recognizing, okay, this person reacted this way, I chose to approach it this way, like get the fuck out of dodge. Like yeah. the, like with somebody that's that unstable, yeah. I would have to disappear. Yeah. I would literally yeah. have to disappear because that person is a danger to myself and to yeah, them. And my mental health. Yeah, and to the mental health and everything like that. Yeah, but the th- yeah, that's the thing. I, I didn't. I don't feel guilty. Um, but that was the thing, though. I, I'm gonna just keep it all the way hundred. I feel like Denzel, Sidney Poitier, they ain't got shit on me. You said Denzel what? Denzel or Sidney Portier or Will Smith. None of them have shit on me. When I tell you, I, that's why, that's like, people don't understand. I, I did drama from elementary school all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. A nigga can act. I can act my ass off. But, <laughs> so, the first time, uh, the, uh, the, Hey, no, I want us to stay together forever. I don't want you to go anywhere. That first time that happened, I saw like, oh, nigga, you got a problem <laughs> on your hands. Now what? So, the only thing, uh, the only thing a guy like me can do, sometimes to get the change that you want, you have to dig into the old bag of tricks that you are trying to get away from. And so when I tell you, like, so, A, the first thing I did was, a lot of dudes are stupid. They don't listen at the beginning of the relationship. They just want to beat the box. Not pee-pee, though. (laughs) Not savage God. No, no, no. I listen to everything. So that means I listen to your wants, your needs, your dislikes, your hates. So. If I see you taking the route of the like, dude, you're not going anywhere. You're like, and I want out. I'm going to push the buttons of those those dislikes and hates. 
I am going to start picking up the mannerisms that you do not like seeing from other people. Like now they're close. Now, like I'm going to produce the man that you never would have been with in the first place. Like you've seen me as the man that you want. That's because that's tr- that's who I truly am. But I want it out. You said no. Okay, now I, I gotta break the glass on your ass and push this button. So mentally, now this this went from uh, a direct. Hey, I'm one out. Now I'm going for your mental. So I honestly see a lot of her reactions as justified, but it wouldn't have been this way if you would have just let me go. Now, what I can do is that, like, I can, I don't sell dreams. I don't sell dreams. You understand? Yes, sir. Okay. So I give you reality. But if I say I'm, I want out, let me go. You can't keep nothing. You don't want to be kept. Because guess what? Now, your dreams of what we could have been, I am going to make them your nightmare. And now, like I said, I don't feel bad because I want it out. You're, I, I literally let it be known, you're not good for my mental health if you say so technically you saying no fuck your mental health you're staying that's still sort of a form of abuse that's literally keeping me against my will mentally and you like why didn't you just leave why didn't you it's kind of hard to do when the lease is in both of your names like I just got good credit I'm not trying to fuck this up. Like, like, literally, you can go over the fact that I was contractually obligated to stay there. Though the old me would have just said, fuck this, fuck that lease. First of all, the old me, my name would have never been on a fucking lease. My name would have never been on a lease. I never put my name on anything. But here I am, being a fucking civilian. Sometimes I miss the streets because of these things. But... I was stuck. So I had to push the buttons. Now I'm becoming everything you don't like. Now you're looking for what you like outside of me. Hell yeah. All the nights that she went out, all the nights that her and her friends linked up, I was so fucking happy. I was like running around the house naked, singing and dancing. And yo, I was like, I was like, and luckily my, my friends live around the corner I was going over there, like, I don't say I was drinking. I might have had a taste or two. Because <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be drinking. But, like, we was, like, you have a party with, like, rednecks? Like, they know how to fucking party. Like, we was having, like, a lot of beer. yeah, it was, uh, it was like, yeah, it was, it was like one of those biker party type things. People, like, fighting and having fun and. People riding mechanical bulls, which really, I think they was just on drugs. And that was a trash can. I told them that. They um, but it was, I had the time of my life, and that was like, okay. And that was, and that was a big problem, because that is the life I was used to before I got to this shit. And like, I used to just find any reason to just go over there, walk, if I had to. <laughs> Because 
you know, sneaking out the house with a big ass Jeep ain't always easy. <laughs> so I was like, wait, because when she knocked out, she took her meds and she was gone. She was out. Like, I could just spit in her face and she was living out. Like, I was like, earthquake! She would have popped up. She would have went right back to sleep. So I used to leave out of the garage door. No, I used to leave out the side or like hop over the wall of the patio. And, 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 that shit made, and that started to piss me off. Because I'm like, bruh, I'm a grown-ass man sneaking out of the house like I'm in fucking high school. Yeah. Walking through neighbors' backyards. You don't do that shit in Arizona. Somebody gonna shoot your ass. This is the carry-me state. Meaning everybody has a gun. Babies and shit. So, yo, like, and, and so that's where the tension built. She was, she had her tension. And she felt justified with her tension. Because I was giving her this guy that she would have never got with in the first place. And that's not, and I'm resenting her because I have to resort back to shit that I stopped you, like I wanted to get away from. Like, I, I told you this, like, if I'm going back to something I'm trying to get away from, I feel like a failure. Yeah. Like, I feel like I failed. And the worst person to fail is my fucking self because I'm the hardest on myself. So, it, that man, oh man. And then, like, the worst part about it was, like, I'm cool. I am super cool with you thinking, like, I'm a piece of shit. I don't give a fuck. That's, that's the point. It's working. But when you start, like, telling your family stories, that pissed me off to the extent, like, bitch, you, like, you, they really don't understand <laughs> They don't know. Like, you're controlling the narrative right now. And that was the hardest pill for me to swallow. You're controlling the narrative, and I have no choice but to eat this shit. Because if I don't, if I go and, and, and speak the truth, I know for a fact, first of all, I know for a fact your family isn't going to do anything because they all, all of them enable you. All of them. So, they're, they're useless. So, now... So me speaking the truth is, is, is superfluous. Like, for what? So, yeah, whatever. Hate me. I don't give a fuck. I saw spitting by their feet and shit when I walked past. They didn't notice, but I did it. <laughs> like, I, like, I, like, it went from me just resenting one person to now, and I resent the whole. And, like I said, only one of them, two of them, two of them were cool. Like, I, I will always hold the, the little sister, like, in my heart. That she is dope. She is cool. Like with my guidance, she could be the next Michael Myers. Really, on some real shit. Like I had that kid out here just, ah, like, <laughs> like that would be my protege. But it's like, yo, like I am really throwing dirt. I'm, I'm sacrificing my. It got. I'm gonna call it what it is. I am literally sacrificing myself for my own happiness in the end. And honestly, if I didn't keep thinking like that, like, I, I even told her, I, I like, yelled out, you're not my soulmate. <laughs> right? And I'm like, yo, you're in the way. Something is out there for me. You're in the way. That's all I kept saying. Like, I feel it. I like, I'm like, yo, I can taste it. You're in the way. Move. Like, just get out of the way. Because, let me be honest with you, baby. Okay? 
If I would have, if like you would have hit me up with that message and I was still talking to her, I I couldn't reciprocate because I didn't want that energy coming back. Like, I'm, okay, now you're cheating. Like, that that shit gonna come back with me. I can't, you know. I might not have wanted to be there, but I didn't want to go out like that. So it would have sucked. I would have been probably in jail because I would have been that fucking mad. I would have harmed somebody. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would have harmed somebody because I because I would have known, nigga. You just like lost your soulmate. Like you pushed your soulmate away. You know how that how bad that would have hurt if I had to do that. I probably would have been in my office crying and masturbating at the same time, <laughs> using, <laughs> using my tears as lubricant. Like, like, yo, like, I, I and <laughs> I feel like everybody in my family, like, they all met her, even my baby moms. <laughs> they all met her. And I, That is the first time no one said it either to me. Like, all of them thought it. All of them, all of them thought the exact shit. What did they say? She's not his type. Why is he with her? Like, just she's, and my none of none of none of my like none of the people in my life are shallow. So don't get it. Like, they none of them are shallow. None of them. But they know me. They know my taste. They know if I'm going through a phase. <laughs> they know, like, they know me. Like, it's just, it is it is what it is. Like, they know me. They know I like nerds, right? Uh, but I also like video vixens and also like whatever, whatever, whatever. Whatever, whatever I had the taste for at the time. That's interesting. But from head to toe, they knew this is not his type at all. They didn't have to sit down and talk. They did not have to know that she didn't have culture or she stole people's styles. They didn't have to know none of that. They knew me. And they all were just sitting back waiting for this to be over. They didn't come to me about it. They, you know, you don't, if I leave a grand fighting pit bull, you know what I'm saying, like with another pit bull, that everybody think is like the baddest pit bull in the yard, but I've seen my pit bull take out pit bulls like twice or three times the size. I can turn my back. I know ain't nothing gonna happen to my pit bull. He got, he got this. He'll get himself out. And I feel like a lot of people got that from my grandmother too. She always said, "You put P here in the corner. You back his. You if you back him against the wall, he's gonna he's going to find a way out." She always said, I don't know how, but he will escape by the skin of his teeth. And I have yet to let her down when it came to that. Like, I have yet to let her down. Even when I thought I was going to be locked up for like three summers, I was out within the first year because I found the, I found the way out. I just joined some stupid-ass program and work release, nigga. <laughs> I didn't have to snatch and work release. So... It's, I always find a way. You're not about to just leave, like, if you leave me in a fucking cage full of wolves, 
Don't worry about me. You should be worried about what's about to happen to these fucking wolves you left me with. I hope they don't belong to the zoo, idiot. So I can survive. I'm going to survive. Now I'm more on the defending mode now. Like my homies say, like, dude, you're more of a defender now than you were a fighter, which is true. Which is true. I don't want to feel like I have to, I have to survive anymore. I, I want to fucking relax. Like, I was, I've been surviving since seven years old. I'm 37. I think I deserve a fucking break. So, hey, if, like, I'm not looking for trouble, but if trouble come at my door, oh, trust me, not only will I know how to handle it, I'm going to have fun doing it because it's been so long. Hey, trouble, where you been? You know? So, it's, it's, I feel like the worst of it all the worst of it all was this statement that she said. And this is how I know. Okay, there's acting and then there's method acting. And everybody who said who like who method acts will tell you getting yourself back is the hardest thing. And after that role is done, it's so hard to to find yourself again. Like you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? It's one of my favorite fucking shows ever. You episode. I love that fucking show. So the main character, Jax, was like, when they, when you know, when the show was over, he didn't know how to be him anymore. He, he, he said he kept, <laughs> he kept going back to the studio like, oh, I left. Nigga, <laughs> 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 no, you didn't. <laughs> get, get out of here. But no, he's like, he, he, he. He didn't know how to be nobody else but Jax Teller. That's so. I like when she was like. Even if we were never together, we still would have been friends. No, the fuck. We still would have been. We still would have been for like. We still would have been like like homies like, like I like I have. But she didn't even like her. I exactly, and that's how I know. Okay, nigga, you're acting a little too hard. Like your acting is too good, right? And I'm like, yo, just because we have moments, because you force yourself into my life, pretty much, like you force yourself to have moments with me. These moments were not organic. Case in point. How did you get my key to my place? You gave it to me. And when I gave it to you, what did I say? You said that she had a gift for me. Um, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You see how how sweet that was, how beautiful that was? Yeah. Now, the way she got my key, we were listening to Childish Gambino, and there was a line in there about your girl having a key. I know her for like three weeks at this time. Well, you know, you probably just saying the mom. <laughs> but, but she's like, oh, must be nice. Someone got a key. What? Mind you, I'm going through depression at the time. So, I'm like, all right, whatever, you want a key? I just grabbed the key and gave it to her. Like, out of the junk drawer and gave it to her. It was not presented to her. It wasn't a gift. She, childish fucking Gambino, said a rap lyric, and I had to give up a key. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know if that's, if, if, that's not a red flag. I don't know. Or if that's not a wait, 
he's not all there to even make this decision, then like that's how selfish. It's, I'm trying to think. Now there's gaslighting, and there's is there a such thing called mirror gaslight? Like when you like mirroring is a um, narcissistic trait that mm. people do when they meet somebody. Everything that they that person that they meet likes, they like as well, mm-hmm. so they can create a common ground. Yeah, like a picnic. Yeah, I guess you could, yeah. whatever, yeah. Um, and so what they do is they create this common ground with the person and um, creates a synthetic connection. Mm-hmm. Trauma bonding. <laughs> through that synthetic connection, they actually start utilizing that connection as a form of manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, the person, you never really get to know that person on a deeper level. Like, yeah, the actions are surface level. It's very superficial. Mm-hmm. It never gets too deep. Even when you try to get deep, it might end up in fights mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of tension and things of that sort. Um, and, yeah, it, it really, it, it's very unhealthy. So it's not... It's not abnormal for that relationship to have ended the way that it did because from the get-go, she was creating a synthetic, like she had an image of what she wanted Mm -hmm. and she was going to get what she wanted no matter what. That's like driving around with a dead body and going to events and all this stuff with this dead body and you know all this stuff and you're like oh we're having so much fun and they're like yo it's a dead body like oh my gosh we're we're so in love like it's a fucking dead body but this person is so has created this illusion and they're delusional and they're just moving forward with it and what's fucked up about a lot of people that have these narcissistic traits is that usually their family members enable their yeah, actions. Correct them And it's very difficult to actually um, confront that type of person. Correct. And the, and the reason why like, I am familiar with that is because um, my kid's dad was similar. Mm. Very similar in many similar ways. So, yeah, I saw like, his picture. I already called it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to say that it, it was triggering to hear you... Um, Say what your response was to get out of the relationship mm-hmm. because it seems to be a tactic that men take so that they're it's like their hands are clean yeah. but in reality it builds so much resentment yes. and I really feel like um, on my healing from my healing journey getting you know through you know, my separation and divorce and everything like that, I had to just recognize that he was basically faking a majority of the time, mm-hmm. you know, and and I had to create a level of respect for him to finally, like, that he finally, like, chose something that was for him at the end of the day. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, so he chose himself. Yeah. He could he could no longer fake anymore. Yeah. You know, he could like, actually, no longer yeah. put up the facade. Actually, the way, you know, you described the whole relationship, it sounds like he just waited for another job opening. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and I never I never really let uh other, you know, employers in. 
Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And yeah. even even when I did let other employers in, they would never be one that he would put in an application right, for. Right, right, you right, know? right. But it was like this last one, you know, it's a new company and, uh, you know, right. oh. uh, similar benefits, yeah. less. Yeah, less yeah. history, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's you know he can reinvent himself, you no, know, and, and be the take, star yeah. player. He can mentally he, fucking manipulate too. Yeah, yeah. It, it was an opportunity to have a clean slate and yeah. you know properly, you know, just start over. But I had to recognize as well with him that he is going through another cycle, yeah. going through the same exact cycle, and yeah. there's nothing that I can do for him. No, because of it, yeah, you know, you even though we have children right. together, like I know that I have placed a foundation within our sons that mm -hmm. they're, they're going to know, they're going to recognize what's up. Yeah. Like at the and end of the your day. And your mom and their yeah. boys, that's the thing. You can't yeah. break that bond. No, you, you like, definitely just can. Like the, just like a daughter and her father. Like you cannot, like the, the, the dad could be the worst piece of shit in the world. But in, until the daughter grows up. Uh, yeah. But until that day. Oh, that's Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, definitely, yeah, like, definitely. That's why I do like I, no, like that's <laughs> like that's crazy. But it's fucked up that um, you have to resort to being somebody that you don't want to be yeah. in order to repel somebody yeah. to make the decision to actually leave yeah. or yeah to actually leave. You know, yeah. like yeah. I I wish that we had you know, us as human beings had better communication and better, you know, self-awareness, yeah. you know, that we would be able to communicate properly, but mental illness runs so rampant, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, we just mask and create illusions. And, yeah. and you know what's funny, though? Because as she put it, I was like her first adult boyfriend. I'm like, you're in your 30s, what the fuck? But, um, and I said this. I didn't say it like I wanted to say it. Because I, I knew if I said it while I was in the heat of the moment, it was going to come out so fucked up. So I, I just, like, I'm like, yo, every dude that's ever been in your life, you think, oh, you were, you were, like, just playing the field and all this and that. Nah, you were literally just used as a nut or you had something that they wanted. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all. And the way, and it's not even the, uh, the uh, look thing, it's the way your personality is, you will forever be in that cycle. Like, no one, and I mean no one, is going to look at you as the final destination, as wife, the material. You are a stop before you are like you are literally what makes like after you you're literally what makes a man like man fuck this I'm not, like I am like I'm going to make my next move my best move mm -hmm. and that's going to be it for like for me it was I'm not going to be with anybody I'm going to be by myself fuck this like that's how it was like I'm it's just me against the world and I was cool because I had daughters so like still got women in my life forever okay. But you know, like I said, you want to hit a universal laugh? Tell it your uh, <laughs> tell it tell it your plans. 
because, you know, I guess the universe is like, you know, oh, oh, oh you just done, huh? Oh, okay. I got something for you. All right, don't worry. She coming. I got you. Go ahead. Settle it. Get, get, get your shit. <laughs> get, get your place up. Like, but I, and that's what made me feel good, though. I didn't leave for another woman. I didn't leave because I found something better. I, leave, I left and built my own. Like, and to see the, the uh, shocked look on her face when I got out, when I got up and got out there and, like, found a place and did this and did that, it was priceless. I loved it because what you thought, like, like you legitimately thought a nigga from the, that survived Washington, D.C., late 80s, early 90s, during the crack epidemic, AIDS epidemic, when we were the murder capital of the world, you really thought I, w- w- I was going to flounder? Like, I've, 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 like, this is how I know she, she didn't listen to me when I talked. Listen to my backstory. I came out here. Motel 6. Mo- exactly. Came <laughs> out here for one thing. That didn't pan out. Motel 6 did. <laughs> Got up. Like, like. <sighs> We're coming to the conclusion of the Savage Hour. So I'm going to end it like this. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but savage guys do. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay savage. Mic drop.